Sometimes we um, come into a setting like this and subconsciously think and behave like it's about us. We're particular with when we want things to start, when we want things to end, how many times we should repeat something. And sometimes we're subconsciously pushing God to hurry up and do the thing that he's doing in the moment because we want to get to the next thing. And we can't play church and go through the motions. You can keep, you can, you can turn up, Leo. Um, like, I think we have to refocus why we gather. We don't come together so we can say hi to one another as our priority. We don't gather so that we can be prayed for as our priority. We don't gather so we can see our friends or drop off our kids for an hour and a half or two hours. We don't gather so that people can see us in church setting and think higher of, our, of ourselves than, than they ought to. We don't gather to just sing some of our favorite songs. We don't even gather to hear a well-executed message. All those are important and they have their place. But we gather to be immersed in God's presence. That's why we gather. And sometimes it may take a while for God to show up in our midst because we have to sort through so many things that have created a gap between God and, and us, between what we are doing and what God wants to do. And we give up before we get to the place where we can receive all that God has for us. And then we leave here empty. How is that possible? How can you interact and be, and be engaged with God and still leave the same way you entered? How could your marriage be in shambles when you've experienced God as a couple? How is it that we can just walk away, eat as if God never showed up? I'm, you know, like, like this is not normal, and, but, but, but it's okay because we're asking God, show up, God, show up, show up, show up. And God forbid we don't let him when he does. And understand worship is not always standing and raising your hands and crying and being all happy. You can sit and just be immersed in God's presence. And you can worship Him and you can bow down before Him. Because you're aware that God who created you is here with you. It is so easy to do this and walk around and do all this. It's, it's easy because people see that. And those are encouraged. We would love for every person to raise your hand, to get up, to sing, to stay standing, to stay seated, but to be in the posture of worshiping God. Sometimes we're here and God is not doing anything for us, so we just sit back and wait for the next thing. Maybe God is trying to do something in your neighbor. Maybe God is changing someone's life and you don't even know because you're so absorbed with you.
we say it's about God but really is it and I can't tell you that it's about you only you can tell you that it's about you only you know that you show up late because you don't want to worship we just want to listen to the message only you know that you don't receive prayer because you just want something else or you don't worship or you don't sing or whatever it is however it is that you framed yourself and I understand this may make you feel uncomfortable but I promise you that in some of the chaos there's order when the presence of God is here some people just need to sit in his presence and some of us need to rally around those people and how do we know we show up saying God what do you want to do here what do you want to do in our service God bless the preacher the musicians the teams the leaders those who are serving bless them and then you go, God, what do you want me to do when I come? Who do you want me to minister to, to connect to, to pray over, to speak life over? It is so easy for us to put and project this on someone else. Maybe God is saying, you are missing from this equation. You are physically here, but mentally you're absent. This is why we will go longer. We have a plan, I promise you. I have to talk about the Trinity today, which I can't do. I have about a, two hours worth of notes and scriptures. But when we ask God to show up, we better dare not limit him to how he's going to show up we don't say God show up only in this way only whenever it's convenient whenever it's comfortable show up in a way that's familiar to us that's that's not it God has for the rest of your life God can show up in your life uniquely every single second and you'll never exhaust his depth We're so, as humanity, are used to the comfort, the familiar. And God's like, who are you worshiping? You think God regurgitates and says, yeah, this has been about five years since I've done this. Let me go ahead and repeat myself in their life. I'm running out of things. I'm running out of ways to show up. I'm running out of ways to speak and to communicate. Some of our lives are such a mess and we fail to lay ourselves down before God and say, God, forgive me, cleanse me, purify me, have your way in me, lead me. These altars should be filled every single Sunday. Not because we want to see you, but because you want to see God. You want to experience God. You want to be immersed in a way where hours and hours and hours go by and you still don't want to leave. He's new every morning. He's fresh. There is no depth to him. You will never reach the floor of who he is.
God has, ta God has taken a our church into a direction where it all revolves around him. We still make plans. We still have song lists. We, we use click. Did you know that? In our ears, we have click, click, click so that we can keep the rhythm proper across our teams. So don't you for a second think that there's chaos and we don't know what we're doing and we're just emotional. We are not emotional. We are responding to God's presence. I just want to be clear, we are responding to what God is doing, not to what we have planned. It is so easy to go by what we have planned, but then does God show up? And I, and I understand some of you are like, oh my, I wanted to hear something positive. This is positive. This is positive because this is not a diss on you. No matter where you are, no matter where you've been, no matter how even you've worshipped today. This is an invitation to say there's more to God than you've ever tasted. Much more. You don't have to be in the place where you are in life. You don't have to be stuck. You can live in freedom. But do you want it enough to shift your life around and reorientate your life and make Jesus at the center of all that you do, all your decisions, all your directions, all your paths? And don't you think that I'm just talking to you and at you. This is for all of us. This is for all of us. This is for everyone who is a visitor, for everyone who serves, for everyone on our team, and especially Rusty, who's one of our leaders. He needs this the most. He keeps dissing me every weekend. God's working in his heart. Um, and I understand some of us, if we've never tasted God, we can interpret this as feelings. We can interpret this as hype. But I promise you that hype ends, but the presence of God only increases. Some of you husbands need to step up. You're not leading your families. You're fiddling your thumbs. Some of your wives, you have to honor your husbands. You have to seek God, not for your husband's sake, but for your sake. We all have to come before God in, 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 in humility, in repentance. It's not a once we've done it and then God knows by default. It's like, it's like I've heard this thing and I've said this here so many times. It's like a husband telling his wife, hey, honey, I told you I loved you once. And then unless that changes, I'll let you know. But in the meantime, that's it. Just know that I love you and I don't have to tell you. Every day we have to choose God. Every day we have to invite him. He's not just going to be there by default, like lingering. You go to sleep and he's like, all right, I'm going to wait. and just going to like, like, he's not the third wheel in your life. He's not the third wheel in your life. But some, somehow we treat him as if he is. So we don't honor when we start. We don't honor collectively when we worship we don't we don't honor him because we are so focused about us and God wants to break that God wants to break that and I promise you if you fully step into God all good all that God has for you you will be uncomfortable it won't be familiar because he is your creator and you are his creation and sometimes it gets awkward whenever there's like quiet space and when it comes down to the things of God, we always try to rush to fill those quiet moments. But when God shows up, those quiet moments 
should build anticipation for what God wants to do. Corporately, yes. But individually, to you. To you, to you. So what I'm going to ask is this. I want to open up the altar. And if you want more of God, come here. You can, you can start moving right now. Come over here. If you want more of God, if you say that I don't have enough of what God has for me, just come to this altar. That's it. There's nothing else. Just come and just say, God, say, God, I've, I've limited you. I've capped you off. I said, come this far and stop. Go ahead. In your own words, say, Jesus, I need you more. God, I need you more. In your own way, in your own words, say, God, show up more and more in my life. I've done this thing my way and I need you. I need you. I need you. I want you. I'm not okay with where I am. I'm not okay with where I have, where I have been. I'm not okay with my previous experiences with you. I want, I want more. I want more. More conviction. More grace. More love. More freedom. More joy. Go ahead, pour your life out to him. We're going to worship him some more. Pour your life out to him. What is on your mind? What are you struggling with? What are you, what, how is your mind racing? What kind of questions do you have? What kind of burdens are you carrying? Unload it all at his feet. Unload. He's inviting you. Just drop it off at his feet. Just drop it off. is doing something amazing here you just be where you are here I want to talk to those who are watching from home I see you God sees you God's presence is not limited to walls to time or to space so it doesn't matter where you're watching from or when you're watching this he wants to show up wherever you are he wants to fill the space that you're in but it's up to you to invite him in it's up to you to take steps towards him. And if you don't know who this God is, I invite you to receive him. Give your life to him this morning. Give your life to him this morning. Just tell him, God, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I need Jesus. I believe in you. Take me. Make me yours. Make me new. And then just let us know. We would love to help you with next steps. But now for all of us here who've walked with Christ, there's so much more that he still wants to do in you and through you and for you. There's so much more. And we are the ones that are holding the floodgates of heaven. You are the one that's holding the floodgates of heaven to, to come on your life. You are it. You are it. And it's simply a prayer of inviting him to have every space in your life. Some of you need to repent. You're not just slipping and sinning here and there. You have a pattern of what you're doing. You say, God, forgive me. Cleanse me. Purify me. Make me hate evil. 
Some of you need to repent and confess one to another, to your spouses, to your kids. It is so difficult to worship God when there are barriers in our way. And it doesn't take much for those barriers to disappear. You're saying, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner and I need you. Then thank you. Thank you.